Hey everybody, welcome to the LoftusParty.com, the Loftus Party podcast. Good times, I'm so excited. Spring is in the air. Spring has sprung. You're being fooled. I don't think I am. I think I, you are. know what? Listen here, Liberty Gypsy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to my high tech uh, telephonic device that is connected to a bunch of other. Uh, yeah, I think I'm looking at no snow in the future. We got some cold weather. I'm in Long Island. Long Island. And, and Long Island. And normally there's gonna be like one more. God, I hope there's not one more snowfall. I think there's gonna be one more. Well, thanks. You're just a peach. I am. I live in Georgia. I am just a Georgia peach. It was 72 here yesterday. Do you have an above-ground pool? The compound has a pool that everyone can use. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a clue. It's like a clue. Now I know you're in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now I know that there's a compound that everyone can use. Mm-hmm. I'm refining it. Okay, lots to talk about. I don't know where we want to start. It seems like there's always a boatload. I'm kind of new to the whole political thing. Like the, the this this show this podcast has been going on for a little over a year, and you've been in politics over there at the Liberty Gypsy Camp a lot longer. Is it always this crazy? Is there always this much to talk about, or are these is this the golden age of political BS? I mean, I guess I would say there's always a lot to talk about, but the pearl clutching and chest grabbing that the media is doing now is so much different than it was for the prior eight years, because for the prior eight years, you had to go research everything yourself so you could tear down the narrative. Now you're just watching them completely lost because they're trying so hard. I mean, they are trying so hard to push their narrative forward, and it's just not working. I've decided to call them the ATM, the anti-Trump media. I, I think there's definitely a segment of, of those outlets that are exactly that. Yes. Now, here's there's a couple things I love about ATM. Uh, not only are they the anti-Trump media, they're, they're also the uh, automated teller machine. Mm-hmm. And they're also a, a lovely little thing. You're going to have to go to your Urban Dictionary to figure out what else ATM is. But – that is really what the anti-Trump media is to me. The Urban Dictionary definition? Yes. Okay. Yes. Don't a, do it now. I'm not doing it now, but this is what the fourth podcast in a row where I have to go to Urban Dictionary because of something you're trying to say. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's wonderful. You know what that makes us? Hip and edgy. It's hip and it's edgy and it's catchphrases that people use right? Uh, to make things wonderful. Okay, so I guess the first thing we should uh, start off is the I guess the the biggest bombshell since last we met would be the uh, the Rachel Maddow thing. That's what they wanted me to talk about when I was on Fox News. See how I yeah. just throw that out there when yeah. I was on Fox News. Second red eye appearance. Congratulations! Here you might what? do it again. You know who's underrated on the red eye? Who? I'll tell you this right now: that Andy Levy, like. Tom Shalou, very funny guy. I enjoy his company. I would, I would hang out with Tom Shalou. Andy Levy, mm-hmm. I would, very, very funny dude. I, he is invited to the loft. Both those dudes are invited to the uh, the loftest party barbecue. You know, if we keep talking about this barbecue, we're actually going to have to have one. You know, we will. I know. You know, we will. That's. I'm. Just, I'm so looking forward to it. I, I really am. I have to organize it. Figure out a good time. Figure out a place. Yada yada. Uh, Coke Brothers, if you're listening, if you could throw half a billion at it, that'd be great. 
anything at it. Come on. Better than those T-shirts. Who was that dude we met at CPAC who's like, we're going to get the millennial voters. So we had these sunglasses made. And it's like face palm, face palm. And, and he we're knew gonna it too. have a barbecue with like togas and I don't know what else. Oh yeah, there yeah. Togas Debauch- and duck tanks and yeah. Here we go. Okay, so so Rachel Maddow, I can't believe she went forward with the story. I really can't. You know what she it had- al- it almost seemed like to me? What? It was like a last minute thing, and she was kind of discovering what was in it on air. No, 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 no. no? There's no way. There's no way. There's too much at risk. Now, I, w- I will say this about Rachel Maddow. Don't underestimate her. No, she's a smart lady. She's very, very smart, mm-hmm. and she's getting really good ratings. That's one of the things, like, I- I'm working on this TV show for, for CBS, blah, blah, blah. But you you look at the ratings. I'm looking at the ratings more than I ever had, <clears throat> well, since uh, the last show I wrote on. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of get away from it, then you get back into it. <clears throat> Rachel Maddow's doing very well. Something she's doing is like resonating. Maybe it's the whole conspiracy thing. Maybe it's like as much as like the Trump people have their conspiracies, uh, which are a little bit more easily provable. Uh, Rachel Maddow has her conspiracies, but yeah, don't discard. I just find it you 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 don't you don't go on the air without knowing what you're going to do, right? Because no, and and I mean. It was the best I can tell from reading about it. I didn't see it live, though I saw a lot of people going, what is she doing? Oh, my God, look at her face. You know, all this other stuff. Um, It it was a big nothing burger. He does pay taxes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, what was it? And he pays a higher percentage than Bernie Sanders and a higher. Mm -hmm. That one's not going to go away. A higher percentage than Barack Obama, blah, 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 blah. I I guess there was the thing where uh, Trump sold a house to some Russian dude, or I, I don't know. That that got buried. I don't even know. Maybe that's what she was trying to, to to point the finger at. However, when you look at it, you're like, okay, uh, Trump paid a lot of taxes. But up, but up, up, up. Exactly. Game yeah, over. Yeah. So I don't. So I don't know why she would run with that. That I just find it very, very, very odd. Very odd. And now they're saying, and I love this, that like, oh, Trump did it. Trump had his people send that because it's stamped client copy. Yes, because that's how, uh, you know, he's got a crystal ball. And he's like, here's what, hey, hey, uh, Jimmy, go take these taxes, shove them in this guy's uh, mailbox because he'll get them. And then he'll take them to NBC. NBC will tell him to, uh, to let Maddow have them. Maddow will run with the story and then she'll look like a fool. There's like eight different moving parts to that conspiracy theory. Uh, here's the deal. The more they try to bury Trump, it seems like they're burying themselves. No, and, and there comes a point where they're going to have to stop this kind of dig, 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 dig. I mean, they're just digging holes for themselves with their pearl clutching and conspiracy theories and false narratives about hating gay people, hating minorities. Um, At some point, those people who are not completely activist on the left, maybe a little more towards the middle or unaffiliated, are going to go, but none of this has happened. Well, (laughs) the... The hating gay people and hating minorities thing has kind of fallen by the wayside. That one's all uh, secondary now, too. They're still on this Russia thing. Russia, Russia, Russia. 
which which is another thing that occurred to me this morning. Uh, you know, Trump, the, the big complaint is like he's a nationalist. He wasn't very nice to Angela Merkel. He wasn't nice to her. He was not nice to these other people. It's just America, America, America. And he's uh, he's not into NATO and he's not into the U.N. and yada, yada, yada. So how does that help Russia? If, if you're a Russian, if you're Vladimir Putin and you're like, boy, I need some uranium. Hey, let's make a deal happen with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton plays ball. She makes she OK's the uranium deal. You hand her a couple hundred million bucks and bing, bang, boom, Bob's your uncle. Wouldn't Russia want her to win? One would think. Yeah, so that's that's the other thing that like doesn't carry any water, as they say in in the big mainstream media. Okay, so I, I guess they're gonna keep doing that. Blah blah blah. Uh, what just dude from the FBI is gonna make a big announcement tomorrow? He's gonna be talking about the wiretapping. James uh, Comey. James Comey. I don't yeah, expect I, him. I, to, I don't expect him to like. Tell the truth. It's too funny. Like when Clapper comes out a couple years ago and goes, no, no, no. We don't ever, ever spy on the, the, the citizens of this country. We don't ever do that. And then you find out he's lying. It's like I, I, I don't have uh, – I, I don't know that – I don't even know that Comey even knows, right? Well, but I mean when you look at what's happened, first of all, James Comey, that, like, that is one dude I wouldn't want to be for the last you know 12 months. I mean, he can't he can't go anywhere without stepping in something and trying to remain somewhat impartial. Right. But I mean, I I don't know that I find him to be as untruthful or detestable as a as a clapper or a Rhodes because he's done stuff and come out with statements that have actually drawn fire. Well, we'll see. Well, the 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 ATM, their head, their heads will explode. They'll go nuts. Something crazy, crazy will happen. But uh, you'll you'll have a hard time convincing me that they weren't listening. And not when you had Obama spying on members of Congress because they were talking to Bibi Netanyahu during the election. Now, technically, he was spying on Netanyahu, but he was list- there was tapes made of congressmen's conversations with a foreign leader, which is totally OK for them to do. That was hilarious when Trump and Merkel came out and were talking to the press and Trump's mm-hmm. like, hey, we we were both spied on by Obama. We got that in, in common. <laughs> oh, my God. And he, and he started laughing and she did not laugh at all. Angela Merkel is the leader that Donald Trump doesn't want to be. I mean, she she has basically ruined Germany. OK, let's talk Trump budget. I guess we didn't. I feel like we didn't make fun of Rachel Maddow enough. I really feel like we left a lot of jokes on the table. Well, you did on the Facebook page because somebody merged a picture of Geraldo Rivera and her. It's hysterical. And this is like the the bit I was doing on Red Eye. Like, Geraldo Rivera now doesn't have the worst thing ever anymore, the whole Al Capone's vault. However, and then again, in, in Geraldo's defense, there wasn't the internet back then. They couldn't do like sonar looking like he could have looked through the wall. If, if Geraldo Rivera had like, a, a, you know, ground penetrating radar and could have seen that there was nothing in the vault, he would have canceled that show. He just would have oh, said, I think we're, so. we're not doing it. We're going to show a rerun of the love boat. However, <laughs> Rachel Maddow looked at those things, saw that there was really nothing there and continued on. So she's like a low down, dirty dog for ratings. A low-down, dirty dog for ratings. I'm not saying she is a dog. I'm saying she wanted the ratings. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
you wanted to talk like, about clickbait. Trump's budget. Oh, Trump's budget. I, I'm a huge fan of this. Okay, they're freaking out. They're freaking out. Well, of course it's, it's they're all freaking over. out. Of course they're freaking out. All their little pet projects and the way that they use things like the arts and the humanities and education to further their socialist nonsense, he's trying to defund. He's slapping the food out of old people's mouths across the country and Jesus hates him. Twitter was pretty funny the past couple of days about that yeah, with right. all these. I love it when you like people are like they're like, oh, OK, you're a Christian. Would Jesus do that? Is that what Jesus? And then like they start getting into a Bible quoting contest and then they go, well, I guess you're not a very good Christian. But I mean, think of all the things that people on the left have discovered since November 8th. They've discovered too much executive power is a bad thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're finding God. Yay. They're actually quoting the Constitution as a document we ought to look at. It, the left has all of a sudden said, whoa. Yeah, but it's it's all like in this real like lawyerly kind of way. Oh, I it's know. It's like, I know. right? And it's, yeah. And, and it's it's just, it, it, it just drives me crazy. It's never about the spirit of the law. It's never about the spirit right. of the law. And like the Meals on Wheels thing really drove me crazy. Uh, that's like 3%. The federal government is like 3% of Meals on Wheels budgets. And now, uh, because of everybody talking about uh, Trump is slapping the food out of old people's uh, mouths, Meals on Wheels is doing great. <laughs> They're having a great quarter. Everybody's donating. That's how it's supposed to work. Oh, and that's what, that's what charity. I want to say. Charity is awesome. Yes. Yes. And like when when uh, when Bernie Sanders starts talking crap about tax rates and all this stuff, for anybody who's concerned about old people uh, having the food slapped out of their mouth, write them a check. Shut the f up and write them a check. If that's what <laughs> truly concerns you, like uh, that's what drives me crazy about all this, and that's what drives me uh, nuts about uh, you know liberals. In in a, I'm going to use. I'm going to paint with a really broad brush here, right? Uh, I know not everyone does this. Not everyone's a snowflake, and I'm fucking done with snowflake. I never want to hear that word again. That is so boring and so five years ago. Yawn. Yawn. No, we use um, Bolsheviks now. Yeah. Remind yeah. me of that. Constantly remind me of that. <laughs> but like all these – like the left is like, well, we should have a government program that does that. And it's it's it, it's lazy. It's lazy. What you're doing is like you're paying a middleman. You're like you're driving by someone who's starving on the street and you're like, wow, that dude is starving. I'm not going to help him. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pass a law that says everybody has to pay more taxes so that the federal government will come up with a program to do a study to find a balanced nutritional lunch that everyone can shut the f up and give that starving dude a sandwich. Exactly. That is the problem with Democrats. Like if something so concerns you, do something. No one's stopping you. I'm pissed. <laughs> Well, I mean, that goes to the whole kind of idea on the left. If 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 you're politically tend to be in the right and you like limited government and you think its role in our daily lives should be somewhat minimal at the federal level, 
you you believe in equal opportunity and you understand there's not going to be equal outcomes. If you're on the left, opportunity and outcomes need to be equal. And so every starving dude needs the same sandwich. It's not okay for you to just walk in and buy that dude a sandwich. Yeah, and and that's what just drives me uh, crazy. If you if you if you truly are uh, this concerned about stuff, put your money where your mouth is, make a change, right? Be a community organizer, organize your community, make the change, be the change, yada yada yada. The one thing the left used to have, and and a buddy of mine who I disagreed with politically for years and years and years would always point to, and now he he's gonna know who I'm talking about if he listens to the show. Uh, was the space program. Like the space mm-hmm. program used to be like the the bright, shining, you know, thing that they could always point to. Look, we got together as a country. We started this federal program. We said we wanted to go to the moon. Ba-boom, we went to the moon. Like that used to be it. Now, thank the Lord, science has caught up. So now we've got private companies doing it. Like NASA, so, so now NASA better really start doing some cool shit. Like right, right now, because here comes the competition. I love it that there's competition in, in the space program. And one thing, one thing generally that we find is that the private sector always does these things better. Always. They do it more efficiently with fewer resources Yeah, and have better outcomes. But government keeps taking on more and more and more. And the other thing I loved about this budget was the cuts to the EPA. Putting mm-hmm. this climate change nonsense completely off the table. And, and the other one that I'm super happy about is the National Endowment for the Arts. Yeah. The government should not be defining culture that way. And Well, yeah. You know. I mean, I just if, – if you, if you make art and people like it, they will buy it. <laughs> if you're That's a musician, true. if you're an artist, if you're an actor, if you're a playwright, if, if you – Put out a product that people like, they will buy it, engage with it, etc. It just my heart always goes out to the artist who is ahead of his time, you know. And I like I don't like you look at like right, you know the 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 Picassos of like I see the world differently. Not very successful while they're alive, you know. Like the Tom Thomas Kincaid. Thomas Kincaid, that guy, he sold a boatload of paintings while he was alive, but, like, not my cup of tea. I just want to get this out really quickly. The the, uh, Sesame Street gang, Mm -hmm. like, if people are worried about, oh, no, what'll happen? I think Sesame Street's going to be fine. They make, like, a billion dollars a year off merchandise. Oh, you can't, like, literally, like, like, turn around and target. Why are we pouring money at it? It did great. Like, we gave. Uh, we gave old Jim Henson, and I tell you what, I think Jim Jim Henson is the poster boy for a gentle, kind, giving soul. His yep. heart is in the right place. I really think uh, that he was trying to solve problems in an entertaining and fun way. Mm-hmm. All of that. Like, talk about a just a, a, a fantastic stand-up American. It worked, Jim. You can rest easy. You can smile down from heaven. Uh it makes a billion dollars a year. So now you're not dependent on the government. You can you can go and do your thing. And we'll still have Elmo slippers and T-shirts and tub toys and everything else to buy. Yeah. It's not going away. 
Absolutely. But here's like, like you know, you, you, you capture, this is just me being the conspiracy theory guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I meant to do something about this in my standup. Like, whatever happened to uh, individual achievement? Like, everything now, and I think it started with, like, like, ground zero for all this was the Muppets and Sesame Street. Like, oh, I can't do this by myself. Uh, by myself, I'm, I'm afraid. Uh, and, and, oh, my friend is here to help me. And if we're all, if we get all our friends together, we can all do it. There is, like, this really bizarre, I mean, if you want to be... Uh, A total uh, conspiracy theorist. Yeah, it, it is. It uh, does have like this pseudo socialist, <laughs> you know. Well, but I mean, uh, if you to it, I don't think teaching cooperation is, uh, to little kids is a bad thing because normally they're kind of bad at it at the way they, at the age they watch Sesame Street and they got to learn how to do it. Um, but you know, I think the Sesame Street generation. I mean, my my cousin. I think I was the first Gen X was really the first folks that had that. Um, you know, as we grew up, I had individual achievement trophies and it was fine if I won something and we actually won spelling bees, we had valedictorians, we did all that stuff, right? As my sister came up, all of a sudden it was participation trophies and everybody wins and we don't want to tell you that you did better than you because somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. Like literally in the space of five to seven years, it changed. I think yeah that yeah that group of parents who thought that their parents were idiots and they remembered how bad it I mean how bad it sucked to lose so they didn't want their kids to go through that uh, that rite of passage so they decided to do the participation Did trophies you? I'll tell you right now I'm not gonna like uh, while it infuriates me and I could go on and on about it uh, I'm I'm not going to because it is just so like. Every comedy club has the uh, the comic who's like, and what about us? We didn't have participation trophies, but so the only reason I'm not like jumping on board, I'm totally behind what you're saying, 110. percent mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's very, uh, it's like stock. It's like, and it is a big problem. And I think we're done with it. That's the other thing. Okay. I think we're done. I think no. I mean, like as a society, I think. We figured out it doesn't work, and I, uh, God, I hope we're done with it. Well, I mean, it was the biggest lie ever. As the mother yes. of children, as the mother of children who played soccer, right? When they're five, six, and seven, and oh, we're not keeping score. Every parent and every kid was keeping score in their head because that's what we do. Yes. It was yes. just a lie. Yes. Okay, so I just want to get your personal opinion on this. Uh, okay. I'm just gonna keep keeping people up to speed. Uh, Rachel Maddow, big loser. Uh, Elmo and PBS, they're on their own. We're getting rid of that. Uh, oh my gosh. So, so you're happy with the Trump budget? What do you think? Healthcare. Let's just talk about healthcare for a second. And please, Lord God, like I, I've yet to find the person that can make this exciting. I, I've yet to find the person that can make it entertaining whatsoever. So without getting like mired down in blah, 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 is, is there like any hope for uh, the new healthcare thing in your opinion? They're talking about all kinds of parliamentary garbage and I'm reading it going, I don't even find it interesting and I'm a policy wonk. Seriously. But there's one thing Trump has to stop doing. What? He is making the same mistake Obama made, and he's telling everybody what is going to happen when this comes to fruition. 
the, the, the honest answer is we don't exactly know. Here's what we hope. Here's what we're driving for. But do not tell everyone you are going to, we're going to cover everybody. It's going to be a great plan. It's going to cost less. He's doing the same thing Obama did. And, you know, he's going to be held accountable in the same way. And I just don't think you can be that confident at this point that what they're doing is going to work out that well. Well, here's what I've been hearing him do, which I think is the correct tack to take, is like, Obamacare is a disaster. It's going down the toilet. It's going down the tubes. We're trying to save something. We're trying to save something. Yeah, I think you're a, you're a moron if you start trying to uh, predict the future and tell everybody you're going to get this, you're going to get that. Uh, it's it just to me it's just it's a giant cautionary tale of once you start giving people what these big government freebies, it's just a disaster waiting to happen. I just want them to rip off the Band-Aid, but that's just me. Yeah, and I don't think that they're smart enough to say – because part of me wants them to be like, hey, we tried. We really tried. You know, we got this thing uh, in the House, but then the Senate said blah, blah, blah. We tried. Uh, good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. Ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Okay. Yep. So – um. I'm sorry, gentle listener. We have no big insight into uh, the latest version of nationalized health care. I'm just going to. We I'm just literally... know we don't like nationalized health care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we really don't. And if no, you want really it, I guess my suggestion to you is move to Massachusetts. How are they doing? How? Why doesn't anybody ever follow up on that? I guess we should. I, that's This is why I need a staff. Of, of researchers and writers. I'd love to know, how are they doing in Massachusetts? I will research that for next week. That is a big, that's a big juicy story. And I don't think you're going to hear Rachel Maddow talking about that on, oh, no. uh, on MSNBC. No. That's not going to happen. No, it's not. I wonder how Lawrence O'Donnell's doing. Boy, there's a guy I can't stand. That guy's infinitely boring. <laughs> Speaking of infinitely boring, he said, providing his own segue, March Madness is here. Uh, Insert, this is where I would put in the uh, the crowd effect uh, yeah. if I knew how to edit Whoa. these kind of things. Ooh. Of a big, no, a go. big yawn. A big yawn. Oh. <sighs> Just like a hundred people yawning. <laughs> I am not, I wish I could get into it. I know people are way into it. They're just yeah, way. And I'm like... I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I can see it. I can see why, oh, you know, here's the list of schools that are participating. And then these guys are going to play this guy and these guys are going to win. And you do the whole bracket and you gamble on it. It's got everything. There's sports, there's gambling, but I just, who? Not you know, in I'm just, I've already explained why I like football. I don't watch college football because I'm from the Northeast and we don't have good teams up there really. So college football isn't the thing that it is where I live here in the South or in the Midwest. Um, yeah. Basketball, you know, I could go to a live game and it's kind of exciting. I can, I can't watch basketball on TV any more than I can watch golf. No, I it's would, literally I thump, 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 swish, thump, 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 swish. I mean, that's it. That's my it. Buddy, uh, my buddy Jason does a bit, or used to do a bit, about how why basketball's uh, boring for him. It's like you've got a you got a hoop that God knows how high it is, 
and then you got some giant freakazoid human being who's as tall as the hoop. You give that guy the ball. He reaches up. He puts the ball. Like, that's not even a sport anymore, right? <laughs> that's like that's right. like walking to the end of the bowling alley and just kicking over the pins. <laughs> it's just like there's <laughs> – there's no other sport like that. They got to change it and be like, oh, it's right. exciting. And go, oh, how many points is this guy going to? I don't care. If you're as, if you are as tall as the goal, like there's, I'd, I'd rather watch soccer. I'd rather watch soccer than just watch some genetic freak just shove a ball through a hoop. That, <laughs> that, ooh, look, he made it. Well, yeah, of course he dunked it. He's, it's right there. I'm talking about that tonight. I'm talking. Well, we did. That- we did on the podcast I used to do previously. We did have a regular listener or two who was very into college basketball, and um, good, good guy. And and he invited us to go into one of those brackets. Yeah. Right? Okay, so gambling, like you said, is involved. I'm like, you know, he's so sweet. I'm going to join just because he asked me to, but I know nothing about this. So I literally picked the teams based on the color of the jersey that I liked better, and I won. Yeah, of course. Like, there's, like, a kajillion uh, stories. Like, I'm so happy for you that you won, just, like, picking it randomly. That's... Yeah. That's how It was no different than playing craps or blackjack. Or throwing uh, darts at at, at a, the stock market sheet, exactly. or letting a monkey, <laughs> I know, know with, a, with a crayon pick. I love it. I, 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 that's great. <laughs> Enjoy your March Madness. If you're a big uh, March Madness fan, here's the one thing that they do. I don't know what school it is, and I don't even know if they're allowed to do it. But this is like the most entertaining. This is from a million years ago. There's some like, uh, and hopefully some listener can can let me know. There was some school, they had like a big like business program or whatever, and whenever the, the, the bad guys, the enemy, the visiting team was shooting free throws, all the kids who were in the stands uh, behind the hoop would uh, just open up newspapers and pretend to be reading newspapers to distract That's them. Great. I thought that was hilarious. Yep. That's hilarious. We need more of that, please. More of that. Uh, Trump-induced anxiety. There's actually a new thing now. Trump-induced anxiety disorder. What? Yeah. Trump-induced anxiety disorder. T-I-A-D. Tied. Where people are going that to their therapist. That is when you know you are way too dependent on the government. And your therapist. Like, talk about no a champagne kidding. problem. Like, how about worrying about something in your neighborhood? Well, I mean, if, if, if you were going to have anxiety because your national leader was Kim, Kim Jong-un, yeah. I can kind of get that. He's a little bit he's a little bit scary. <laughs> he, like, orders yeah, he hits is. on his brother-in-law and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, everything from everything I can tell, the three co-equal branches of government are functioning. Trump does something. A court reviews it. They've stopped him. Congress has, has, has done, you know, the things that they're supposed to do. I mean, the branches are working appropriately. Nothing is falling apart. <laughs> well, you it's could argue, crazy. you could argue the legal is uh, they've lost their minds. Well, they, yeah, we've got, but the other thing these people are doing, and you know it as well as I do, is they're forum shopping. So where are we going to file the lawsuit? Well, we're going to file it somewhere where we know we've got a lefty loon who's going to make us win. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, that is... Uh... Oh, and how about all that heartburn about um, 
about uh, the, the prosecutors <laughs> under, uh, under Sessions. Did you catch oh. that? Oh, when uh, who was the guy that just got fired? Who re- like refused to be fired? Like like Preet Sessions Barra, went in there and said, name. "Say what?" Preet Bara, I think, is his name. The yeah, one that Preet Bara, who I guess now you're not you guess shocking news. He's uh he's trying to get a job as a pundit on like CNN or MSNBC. Do you think? I mean, he right? did the same thing that the deputy, the, the deputy uh, AG did. It, it, they made a big kerfuffle. I refused to enforce the law, and I got fired. That's not fair. Well, you refused to do your job. Yeah, you should have been fired. Um, you know, but this whole thing, Bill Clinton fired 93 federal prosecutors in one fell swoop. Jeff Sessions yes. was actually one of them. Yeah. <laughs> And now it's like no president in history has ever done this before. It's, it's part of the, Obama did it. Bush did it. Clinton did it. It's part of the transition of power. A couple uh, minutes ago, seconds ago, you accidentally said deputary. Uh, and oh, I think I? that that should be a thing. Yeah. It, and I love it. No, not it's not an oops. It's a great – you discovered something. That, that should be a new – You've got a secretary and you got a deputy, and then you also have deputaries. Uh, a, de- a deputary should be a thing. I literally wrote it down. But yes, uh, I agree with you. They, they, they try to make these really casual events like, okay, you guys are done. There's a new administration in here. They try to make them sound like it's villainous and it's unprecedented and it's never been done before. I guess somebody was coming at – Go ahead. All you need is a series of interconnected computers in 30 seconds, and you can find that it has been. But that's just that they don't want it because it it uh, affects their ATM uh, Bolshevik uh, narrative. Somebody was accusing Sean Spicer of like, now, hey, is has the Trump administration, are they so whacked out they're putting little uh, stickers on the phones? And are there messages that come up on your computers saying that uh, you can't do this and you can't do that? And Sean Spicer's like, yeah, those those things have been there since forever. Like, there's always little warnings. Like, since uh, like World War II, there was little things like the enemy's listening. Be careful what you say on the telephone. Like, that's standard operating procedure. But it's horrific now. It, that just that drives me nuts. Oh, now it's horrific. Nuts. It's unprecedented. It's never it's never been done. It's it, never <laughs> been. Done. Can I just say, yes. these pundits and and these people in government would die in the private sector. Like you can tell, none of them have really ever functioned in the private sector because if you work for a private organization, and one department head changes, you know how many people change in that department. I mean, this is like standard operating procedure everywhere but government. I, I tell you what, the more I get involved with politics and like CPAC was a game changer and now I'm going, uh, you know, I'm on, Fo- I've been on Fox News a couple times, you know, with Red Eye, which is just fun and funny. Thank the Lord for that show. Uh, however, the more you start meeting these people and seeing them, it, it's a different kind of person. It's a different kind of person, and it's like these uh, self-righteous journalists that are just on this mad tear. 
they're a different kind of person too. It's really weird. It's really, I, I can't figure it out. There's the, there's the genesis of an idea there. Like a tropical storm is brewing in my mind. Where I'm, <laughs> but it is like, this is a bad, it's like the AV club gone crazy. The AV and, club and, gone crazy. That's a terrifying thought. And like, they're in charge of everything. They're in charge. And like, and then you realize, oh my Lord, that's just a, a person. Like there's no, there's like no brilliant, uh, you know, fireman, poet, Superman running for president, blah, blah, blah. It's just this kind of nerd who wants power and desperately wants people to like him. And, <laughs> and it's like, we're all doomed. Like, and it, I, I don't, maybe somebody else has it figured out. But when when you look at politics, uh, really, you got to hand it to the founding fathers for like they they know absolute power corrupts absolutely. We got to spread this thing out three separate equal branches. Uh, thank the Lord, because because oh my gosh, these these people who are making the decisions, you really you, you want to sit them down? Like, are you okay? Like seriously. <laughs> Like, did no. you get made fun of a lot in high school and now you're working some stuff out? And, I, and I'll say this, like, as a comedian, I know there's something wrong with me. I know it. I think there's something wrong with with every comedian, right? There's a there's a commonality in com – like, we're basically uh, broken, needy people that we need the affection of strangers. We get up, we tell jokes strangers say yes you're good and they applaud and they laugh and and you feel better about yourself there's there is it's an exchange and i know that about myself and the vast majority of comedians i think there's another commonality with politics too like thank god we have it spread out three separate equal branches of government People and some of them are elected important. some of them are appointed there's a nice mix there uh, yeah i'm i'm a mm -hmm. Big, big fan of uh, of elected, but still, there's the inherent problem of like you just find some uh, charismatic idiot, you know. Mm -hmm. Ah, it's frightening. But oh, sp speaking of uh, of comedians, Amy Schumer. I haven't seen the special yet, uh, but boy, oh boy, it looks like the the crap is hitting the the Schumer's hitting the fan. Yeah, you told me they had to completely change their net. Uh, Netflix rating system because of her comedy special. Well, that's 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 the rumor. That's the rumor. Oh, okay. It, it got so many bad reviews that Netflix, like, hey, we're not going to go with stars anymore. We're going to go thumbs up, thumbs down. How about that? I think I think from the ones I read, it would have been all thumbs down. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, from what I've seen of it, there are several bits that she does in her act. Uh, that are super close to other comedians' bits. It, mm -hmm. It's hard to say she's methodically ripping people off. Uh, the, the the one there is a Dave Attell joke, you know, uh, where Dave Attell is like, "I blacked out the other night," or as I like to call it, "time travel." Very funny <laughs> bit. Amy Schumer, she's like, "Have you ever been so drunk, and then you black out, and then you wake up?" You come out of the blackout and you're still awake, or, or as I like to say, time travel. So, like, that one's way too close. Way uh, too not, close. It's not the first time. And uh, boy, oh boy, 
so what you're saying is after this special, she may not be popular among her peers. Because that's a big no-no. It, it is a big no-no. And we will see what happens. She's denied it, denied it, denied it. This isn't the first time it's happened. She had a couple skits on her old TV show that were really just so eerily similar to bits that my friend Kathleen Madigan does. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. It'll be interesting to see. I, I don't I, – I worry about Amy Schumer now. I'm, I'm actually – I think uh, I don't think good things are in her future. Well, we'll I mean, she's just not she's just not hitting a home run anywhere in the last twelve months. Yeah, Budweiser kicked wreck, her out. Trainwreck made a lot of money. Trainwreck, okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she's very brave, and she's a woman, and yada yada. I just don't know. It's like when there's that much. I guess she has a, a bottle of wine on stage with her, and she just like she has. Uh, I think she's she gets a lot of wine in her uh, while she's on stage. I always worry about that when like the booze is part of your persona, it never ends well. You know, right. one of my one of my favorite authors of all time, Hunter S. Thompson, the booze was part of his persona, the drugs were part of his persona, mm-hmm. and you just can't keep that kind of thing going. Uh, John Belushi, the booze, the drugs, they're part of the persona. You can't keep it going. It ends up – Dave Attell, who I just quoted, the time travel, Dave Attell, the booze was part of his persona, uh, and luckily he stuck the dismount. And he realized – I think – I don't know if he was told, uh, hey, quit drinking or you'll die. Occasionally you get those. But uh, he he got off the old booze train, and now old Dave's doing okay, but it takes you a while to, to kind of reinvent. So – I haven't seen the Amy Schumer concert, the the special. I can't really comment on it other than just what I've heard, and I've seen the clips where supposedly bits were stolen. I'm actually worried about Amy a little bit, a little concerned. Well, and I mean, you know, being a woman, I don't find her brave. I find her to be kind of bitter, <laughs> and bitter yeah. is only so funny. There is a sadness. There is like a sadness uh, that like when she talks about – she's got this – bit in the new stand-up special about like her and her boyfriend and when they were having sex and what they and it's just like oh oh you're being used you're just being (laughs) oh no i can't laugh i can't laugh because i have too much empathy i'm like like, oh he doesn't love you if he's doing if he's doing that he doesn't love you oh no feel bad you know who else and i and, and it's um uh, what the girl from Girls? Uh, oh, Lena, Lena Dunham? Dunham. That girl's a train wreck. I'm st- literally. I, I, I yes, yes, and I'm starting to have empathy for her. Like I, I kind of want to, <laughs> I kind of want to go up to her and give her a hug and be like, "Hey, you can, you can stop for a little bit, okay? You don't have to get another tattoo. You, you don't have to take you don't naked have to pictures. post another naked picture. Yeah, just stop. Just stop. yeah. Yeah, you don't have to. We all get and, it. You kind of have a lot of roundness to you, and you don't have a model's body, and it's okay to show it. Just stop it for a while. Oh, my gosh. What? That's what I wanted to say on on her show, uh, Girls. They're, um, who's the, the, the attractive uh, friend on that show, Girls? It's like— Oh, I've uh, never even watched it. There—it's— it, uh, Who's the big liar on on MSNBC? Brian Williams, right? Mm-hmm. 
his daughter. I didn't know that. His daughter is on the show. And the other night, I guess, uh, she just got her uh, booty motorboated. They filmed this big scene where, like, she's in the kitchen, she's leaning over the sink, and her boyfriend is just, uh, I, I guess it's, it can't be a rusty trombone because there's no, there's no slide in the front. Oh, my God. But it was, like, supposed to be this big groundbreaking scene, but I guess something else was going on in the news. So, uh, so <laughs> I'm looking through the entertainment. Uh, I get, like, news stories on my phone, and I'm like, what in the hell is this? And uh, yeah, so Brian Williams' daughter got her um, back door just totally chowed down on in an episode <laughs> of Girls. Oh, wow. And I immediately thought of you. What? <laughs> no, because we had it on the show. We were talking about the whole plastic like, trombone thing. I, I like, know oh, what you're talking about. But that... <laughs> yeah. And again, that was the podcast I had to listen to in the car with my so, parents. Oh, your parents are going to love this one. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Brian Williams' daughter goes into great detail uh, of the precautions that they took. What? Well, because there's a, a dude literally has his face like up in her butt. Like it like it literally like he's going to town on Ugh. her. And so so she's terrified. Right, that her mm -hmm. that her pooper's gonna smell like poop. So she, they had like the special effects crew and costuming. She says there was like uh, two different pairs of spanks. I don't even know how they used the spanks in the scene because she looked naked. And then she went to makeup and she goes, "I want," <laughs> she goes, "I want to smell like cake." So they, I don't know if they used like vanilla oil or or, or what. But they like flavored her butt so that this guy wouldn't have a horrible. And they never interviewed him. That's the thing. So like, we don't even know if her. it worked. Oh my gosh! And Brian Williams' comment. Uh, he he uh, he says because he and his family they all watched the show together. Oh they my all watched the show. Can you Im <laughs> imagine? I had that? enough of a problem with my dad listening to the podcast while I was sitting there. And he didn't visually have to watch it. I no. want to talk to. I want to talk to the actor uh, who had to get all up in that business and see what. Because listen, we should we should if, have him on the podcast. I'd oh my god, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to. Was it like cake? Wow, you know what? It's yeah. getting to be time for though. It is. It's time for uh, uh, cake talk and icing. The icing challenge. You hate icing. <laughs> I hate icing. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad I remembered to bring that up because it was shocking last night. Last night, uh, I'm on Twitter, and I'm looking around. I had finished practicing my guitar. I'm learning how to play guitar. Uh, well, I'm learning how to, like, read music. Like, I can play a little bit of guitar, but I'm trying to increase my skills, learn how to read music. Uh, I found out Chuck Berry had passed away at the age Sad. of 90. God bless that dude. Mm -hmm. Really, God bless that dude. I guess I'm sure there'll be like a biopic or something. There's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of angry and there's gonna be some bad stuff coming out about Chuck Berry. Uh, however, I, I, you'd be hard pressed to find an American who got ripped off more. I mean, That's Chuck true. Berry. We talked about that before. The the dude 
invented rock and roll. And, and that, that was the John Lennon quote flying around last night on Twitter. If they had to rename rock and roll something else, they'd probably call it Chuck Berry. And so <laughs> I'm watching this video clip of him playing Johnny B. Good. I put it up on Twitter. Uh, I, I retweeted it at, at Flipside Loftus. It's under my liked videos. But it is the most awesome rendition of Johnny B. Good, like, ever. Ever. Right. His guitar solo, he does this thing where his legs, he's almost doing the splits, but not all the way. His mm -hmm. legs really far apart, and he's, like, moving the guitar around, kind of like a, you know, like a great big electric guitar dick. You know, and this is back in, like, 1958 or something. Oh, you're like, God. what? And then he does the what? duck walk across the stage. And then he does this other move where his, like, right leg is, like, gyrating. And he's just, oh, my gosh, it's fantastic. So I went on Musician, uh, musician last night. That's the program I'm using. Musician. I can't r recommend it enough. Musician. And I learned how to play that just the beginning of that opening riff to Johnny B. Good, that right. Oh my gosh, I felt like a genius. I was up till two o'clock in the morning. I, that's all. It, thank God I, I don't have an electric guitar here. It's all acoustic. If it was electric, my neighbors would have called the cops. They're like, well, how many times are you going to play that? And I'm just. Well, you like it better when that apartment is vacant anyway. So maybe you could just chase them out. I do. I do. <laughs> it's sad, but I do. The apartment above me was vacant for the longest time. It was very, very peaceful. And now it's like well, there's Well, because you scared the other there. folks away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Chuck Berry is gone. Uh, very, very sad. Very, very sad. Had a great life. 90 is a, is a, is a great life. Uh, but yeah, practically invented an art form. Talk about a great American. Invented an art form. And this is the other interesting thing. M Mick Jagger did three tweets in a row about, uh, Chuck Berry. All of them about his, his lyrics and how how he was a great lyricist and his and his the the use of the of the language and all this and then Bob Dylan the same thing and then you start thinking about it and you're like yeah like here I am going okay the guy's a guitar hero but yeah those are some crazy great lyrics yep for back in the day so uh, we lost a, a true America I'm glad he got to live to ninety because he got ripped off everybody ripped off Chuck Berry. Hail, hail, rock and roll. Hail, hail. We could do a, I could do a whole hour on Chuck Berry. I really could. That's probably what we should have done. However, uh, it's it's politics and uh, comedy, allegedly. Okay, it's uh, it's time. Allegedly? For... <laughs> Some of these shows are funnier than the others. Like last week That's was true. so funny. I like listened last week and I'm like, I'm laughing as I'm listening to it. And this one, uh, hey, that's what I like about it. That's what I like about it. It it is what it is, um, and it's yeah, it's what I enjoy about doing this. Okay, so it's time for Michael Topias. We got a in the in the real world. There's crazy laws that we have to live by and crazy rules that don't make a lot of sense. However, uh, in Michael Topia, there's a different set of rules and a different set of laws, and everything does make sense and it works perfectly. So, Liberty Gypsy, Gypsy of a thousand liberties. Uh, what do you got for Michael Topia? In Michaeltopia, when you order nachos, 
they are not allowed to have a salad on top. Okay. Okay. I'm all in. Where did this happen? It happened at a restaurant I went out to the other night, but I find it's happening increasingly. Lettuce does not belong on nachos. It just doesn't. I am behind this 110%. (laughs) Well, and you know, social media is just a really weird place because I'm over on Facebook and I'm like, I was in kind of a foul mood yesterday. And so I'm like, nachos, nachos make everything better. I got more likes and comments on that post than like anything I've posted recently. I couldn't believe it. What's the name of the restaurant that's putting lettuce on the nachos? I hate to throw them under the bus. Okay, they do a I won't. really good job, and they have this cake section that you would love because it's these huge, like old style diner cakes, right? Yeah. With tons of frosting, you would be so happy. Love it. You hate so frosting. You hate gravy. Yeah. So I anyway, did try chicken fried steak though for the first time. That is something amazing. That makes me sad for you as a human being. Like, you've been on the planet for a long time now, and you're just finding out about chicken fried steak. You have a lot of catching up to do. You need to eat like. It's there. I just never ordered it. It's not something I would order if I went out to eat. You now need to eat like chicken fried steak four times a week for the next eight years to make up for all the chicken fried steak you've missed in your life. Just to catch up. Here's my question When, When they describe the nachos on the menu, is lettuce part of the description no see that is bullshit that needs to end (laughs) normally it's chinese restaurants that do this and i can't stand it you're like oh i'll have the uh ding do chicken now the ding do chicken uh is described as uh tender white meat pieces of chicken breaded in 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 our spicy stir-fried ding do sauce right and i'm making up ding do so don't look it up so you order the dingo fucking chicken, and when it comes, there's like three pieces of chicken, a shit ton of watercress, a bunch of those little weird uh, corn on the cob things, so a bunch of spr- – like everything but chicken. Like that's false advertising. You're not allowed to do that. If you're going to put lettuce on the nachos, put it on the damn menu. <laughs> Be honest. Be honest with your dingo chicken. Is this spicy? Oh, it's very spicy. Very spicy. Thai people lie. You get it, and it's not (laughs) spicy. Oh, my God. Here's another one I want to make fun of. Anthony Flippin' Bourdain. Some magazine was, like, talking about how Anthony Bourdain uh, is able to live debt-free. Really? Are we supposed to – like, is that an article? Like, how? oh, my God. How did Anthony Bourdain learn how to live debt-free? That's the most retarded – thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, who wrote that? <laughs> who said, oh, that's interesting? Like, oh, I have no. an idea. Open up a restaurant uh, and then uh, have a huge Coke problem and then write a best-selling novel about your uh, restaurant and Coke problem. Have that novel turned into a TV show. Then get your own TV show. Then write another best-selling book. Then have another hit TV show. How does he live debt-free? It's... <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. Oh, my gosh. How did he do it? Oh, I think having a, a two networks throw big piles of money at you uh, kind kind of helps. Kind of helps okay. maybe a little. Yeah. I'm glad I remember to yeah. do that Anthony Bourdain thing. Okay. In uh, My Michaeltopia. In Michaeltopia, judges don't have ESP. 
I am sick of this. I'm sick of uh, Supreme Court justices. I'm, I'm sick of judges on the Ninth Circuit Court uh, and other and, and Hawaii courts uh, going, well, here's what uh, is really the intent. Like, no, no, no. There is a, there's a piece of paper in front of you, and it's, it's got a bunch of writing on it. Uh, that's, uh, that's called the bill or the law, and that's what you're making your decision on. The piece of paper in front of you, you can't go, oh, well, he said this uh, 12 months ago. So I think with this law, even though it doesn't say it, this is what he's really trying to do. No, that's bullshit. You, you're not allowed to do that. So in Micheltopia, uh, judges learn how to read, and they don't uh, profess to have extrasensory perception. <laughs> well, yeah, I totally agree. And just read the paper in front of you. Say whether or not that violates the Constitution. Don't start to think what you think it could mean based on especially what they're doing. Things said during an election. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, people say things to get elected that are caustic, that are bigger than life. You know, the, the campaign promise that that's not unusual. Stop. Oh, I just came out with another Michaeltopia. In Michaeltopia... Chelsea Clinton doesn't run for shit. Ever. Okay? I am. This one is so blatantly obvious. Some think tank somewhere is trying to get her ready and get her primed to go. I know The Hill, uh, if you follow The Hill on mm -hmm. Twitter, they're, oh, Chelsea Clinton is writing a children's book. Oh, Chelsea Clinton's not afraid. Chelsea Clinton, still I rise. Chelsea Clinton stands with a fist. Chelsea Clinton tied her shoes. No one gives a shit. Stop trying to make <laughs> Chelsea Clinton happen. She has oh, the no. personality of a wet sock. Well, and I think it was no like, one um, cares. it was like, I hadn't really noticed it because I usually just scroll by stuff related to Chelsea Clinton. I don't stop and read it. I don't even click on it because she's Chelsea Clinton. And uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago, I saw Charles C.W. Cook. I, I'm pretty sure it was Charlie Tweet. Why are we every day being given the latest thing Chelsea Clinton said? And so then I started looking, and I'm like, oh, my God. They're trying to make her a thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they're being really, really obvious about it. It's too blatant. We do not – well, in Michaeltopia, we also do not have political dynasties. Yes. 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 That's the other thing. So Thank you, Trump. Thank you, Trump. No Bushes, no Clintons. Enough yep. of the dynasties. We're done with it. And Done. here's another Michaeltopia. In Michaeltopia, when you have a bread shortage in your country, you don't arrest bakers. Like, like this is what's going on in Venezuela. Venezuela. What? Yes. Venezuela has a bread shortage, and now they're accusing these bakers of, like, using the wrong kind of flour. In the past couple days, they've arrested a handful of uh, bakers who run bakeries for not using the, the, the official state-sponsored flour company and this, that, and the other thing. So here's the idea. Uh, Venezuela, my communist and socialist friends, if you got a bread shortage, you should be teaching people how to bake. <laughs> you should be. There you go. Like, everybody gets to make a cake. Well. All right. Yes, <sighs> what? They're out of everything in Venezuela, so. Communism. She no work. Socialism. Nowhere. She no work. Ever. Nowhere, no how, never, ever, ever. Okay, we had a great show. It was a lot of fun. Um, there will be an even bigger show next week. That's all I want to say. An even bigger show next week. Really? That's exciting. Yeah. 
Yes, All right. we'll be excited. Be excited, be excited. The CPAC episode of the flip side uh, is ready to go. The CPAC episode will be out not this week, but the week after. There's new episodes on all over the place. So check out U2 America, The Flip Side. Get it into your DVR. Um, Theloftestparty.com. That thing is uh, so much fun. Love, love, love that. And uh, what do you got going on this week? Well, I just created my Facebook page. So you can find me on Facebook at, at the Liberty Gypsy. Um, and that's nice. where a lot of our content will also be posted. Um, and this week, I am back to daily dosing and some other interesting stuff. And our flips, our uh, Facebook page is uh, the flip side with Michael Loftus, right? Yep, we are the flip side with Michael. At it's actually at the flip side with Michael Loftus. If people try to find you, and of course, you are on Twitter at at flip side Loftus. When did when did Facebook started putting the at symbol in front? They only do that on pages, and I'm not sure why. So, like, your personal account doesn't have that, but your page does. They have you create uh, a username, uh, and I think it's for search purposes. All righty. Um, lots of wonderfulness going on. Some uh, – well, we'll see. I can't wait to tell you some stuff that's going on on these other shows that are happening. So you'll have to tune in next week. You have to stay in touch. You have to see what happens. So have a great week, everybody. Um, as always, you're all my favorite. I love you uh, as a group and as individuals. I'll see you next time on the Loftus Party. Bye.